21 years ago, my wife and I came to Springfield, Missouri as newlyweds, went to college at Baptist Bible College and met this young couple down here. Uh, back then he had darker hair, but I understand that's a side effect from COVID. Is that right? Yeah, yeah we'll call it that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we met Thomas and Elvira at college and, and uh, we studied uh, together there. And I tell you, three years ago, we were able to partner with them as missionaries in Spain. And we are so thankful uh, to have them back with us to report and share all that God has done. Are you going to show your video first and then come up? What's your plan, Stan? Well, if I come up and, and introduce come on up. it, and then yeah, I'll... Come on up. All right, so this is Brother Thomas, Sister Elvira. You can go around and you can sing to her. She loves the song. Uh, Elvira. Uh, she, she misses that because she doesn't get that from me every day at school anymore. So uh, if you want to, while she's here, just feel free to sing that to her. It's a real blessing to her. Amen? She is going to be speaking for our ladies this Friday night, and uh, we are so excited for her as well coming. Brother Thomas, we love you. We praise God for you. Thank you. But you know what, we've had just about every church that we have ever gone to uh, remember my wife's name. <laughs> and so we've had, we actually had one church that actually had a quartet and uh, they heard that we were coming and their quartet got up on the stage and asked her to come on up and they sang it to her right there. I was like, Whoa. So that was, that, was something, that was something we'll never, ever forget. Let me see if I can move this thing up and see if that's me. Oh, storm. Of course, whenever I get up. So, well, it's, uh, it's an honor and privilege to be able to be here with you guys this evening. Uh, we've been looking forward to this since, since I was able to uh, get it booked. And uh, John and his family are great uh, friends of ours, and, and we, we love them very much. And so... Uh, honor and a privilege to be able to be here, and I want to thank you, the church as a whole, for for who you are, and this is a great crowd for a Sunday evening. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, we go to churches all over the place, and Sunday evenings, we don't see crowds like this, and so praise the Lord, that's a great blessing to be able to see it, and so praise the Lord for that, and, and I, want to, I want to thank you very, very much from the bottom of our hearts for everything that you do for missions and for, for your faithfulness to the Lord. And for your faithfulness to us as missionaries uh, on the field all over the world. And uh, since the last time we have been together, a lot has happened, hasn't it? A lot has happened. I mean, COVID has hit. And I, I tell you what, that was the closest to heaven I ever got. And I, there was one other time I, I, was, I was close, but this time I was a whole lot closer. I think I could actually see the doors. And then... Somebody opened the door and said, boom, get out of here. It's not time for you yet. So I went back to myself. So we, I, uh, we came to the States in June of this, this last year. And my father was supposed to have a double knee surgery. And I was going to help him out uh, there at the house to be able to recuperate good. Well, he wound up not having that surgery. And that wound up being a good, a good thing because... Uh, two weeks later after us arriving, we got COVID. And uh, my wife, it was my wife initially and then myself. And, and uh, praise the Lord, uh, it did not hit my wife near as hard as it hit me. I was in the hospital for 14 days in ICU for, for two days. And, and uh, praise the Lord, uh, I'm still here, able to be with you guys this evening. And, but uh, let's get away from the bad stuff. Let's go to the good stuff. We've been in Spain now for, for almost three years. It'll be three years in May. 
And uh, the Lord is just doing some great things over there. He's just doing some great things over there. We, uh, prior to going to Spain, we were missionaries in Panama for 10 years, so we knew how to speak uh, Spanish. But when we get to Spain, that's a different Spanish. And so we're, we're still trying to figure all that out. And so uh, the, one of the biggest things that is a, the, the difference there is they kind of speak with a lisp on certain words. And with all of the soft C's and the Z's over there, it makes the TH sound. So for us to say thank you in Spanish, the Mexican and uh, Latin American Spanish that we know, how do you say it? Gracias, exactly. And, but in Spain, when you say thank you, it's not gracias, it's gracias. So you have to tweak with a lift. And so I haven't got that down. And, but they're figuring me out, and they can, they can, uh, uh, they can uh, understand what I'm trying to say to them and everything. But, but I tell you, we went to a town called Villa Real. It's a town of over 51,000 people. And we, there was no gospel preaching church when we got there. In a town of over 51,000 people. Catholicism, that is a major, major Catholic town. Catholic, Catholic churches everywhere. And the Catholic traditions and cultures and festivals and everything is, is, just, is just everything to that town. And so we praise the Lord. Uh, we can say that whenever we got there, there was no gospel preaching pr church. But today, there's a gospel preaching church there in, 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 in Villa Real, Spain, despite COVID, despite me, despite everything uh, bad that's going on in this world since the last time we've seen each other, God is at work. And, uh, and, and so we praise the Lord for what he has done. And we've got a video. We're going to show you. Uh, it's just a very short video, a little over three minutes. But uh, the people there on that video want to tell you something very important.
Cristo me salvó, Jesús me limpió, adentro fue. Hello, I am Juanjo and my wife Sandra and my children Juanjo and Samuel. Thank you so much for supporting us in that mission. Toda mi familia ahora estamos aquí congregando juntos, así que aquí estoy para agradecerles. Que sois bendiciones en nuestra vida. Han enviado nuestros pastores. Los queremos muchísimo. Que Dios les bendiga. Dios. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I tell you that uh, that last statistic that was that you saw in the video six souls saved and since uh, since we got there I know that there you know I was looking at the at the African video I was like man that I remember those days in Panama where it's so easy to witness and and to and to see results but you know in 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 Europe boy it's just a very very different country and we have found that out we have found that out very, very quickly. We did we find that out, and so, uh, but six people, six souls saved there in in Spain is a is a great, great, great uh, blessing, and and it just shows you what God can do. And when we were on when we were on furlough slash deputation, trying to raise a little bit more funds to go to Spain, we had several churches say, or not several churches, but several people in the churches that said. Why, why do you want to go over there? Why Spain? Why Europe? And, and you know, my, my answer was always because that's where God wants us. And, and because God has a plan. And he absolutely does have a plan. And, and part of his plan were for those six souls to be saved. And, and it wouldn't have happened had we not been there. And so we praise the Lord for what he's doing. Again, it is nothing that, that we're doing. It is all him. Uh, we're just instruments willing to be used of him. And, we, and so it's just an amazing, amazing thing to see what can happen whenever, whenever someone is available to God. And you know what? That, that happens absolutely everywhere, including here in the United States and, and, and even right here at, at Hillside Baptist Church. And so I want to encourage you th this evening to just be available for the Lord. And he'll use you in mighty ways. Listen, I'm, I am just a little, you know what, I'm, I'm getting closer to saying old man. But I'm not, I'm, I'm still a young man. I'm, gonna, I'm, just, I'm still a young man from Texas, just a young man from Texas. And let me tell you, if he can use me, 
He can use you. If he can use your pastor, another guy from Texas, he can use you. You know, just be willing to be used of God. And it's amazing to see the things that he can do. And so uh, let's go ahead and get into, I have so many things that I want to tell you. So many things have passed, uh, have, has happened since the last time we were here. But, but that's just going to have to wait until after the service. And if you have questions, we would be honored to be able to answer those. And, and uh, I'll be able to uh, tell you a little bit more about uh, what's happened uh, in our ministry and in our lives since the last time we've, we've come. But I want to get into the Word of God. So if you would, please turn in your Bibles to... Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3. And and tonight I just want to read the first three verses. And and I want to see what Paul is asking for in these first three verses. And and, and we'll see how how that goes. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3, verse number 1 says, Finally, brethren, pray for us. That the, word of, that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And let's go ahead and read verse number four as well. And we have this and we have confidence in the Lord touching you that ye both do and will do the things which we command you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening thanking you for who you are and for what you're doing in our lives and for what you're doing even tonight, right now, in the hearts of the people. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would help us to be attentive to you and the moving of your Holy Spirit into your word. And, Lord, that we would be willing uh, to pray for the missionaries, and that we would be willing to pray effectively, and Lord, that we would be willing to pray for one another, and for the pastor and his family, and Lord, that we would just honor you in our life, Lord, that we would be willing vessels to be used of you. God, I ask that if there's anyone here this evening that doesn't know you as a Lord and Savior, that this evening would be their day of salvation. Have your perfect will and your way in our lives. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. So in our text this evening, we have Paul. This is a letter that he has written to the Thessalonican people, Thessalonican churches. And what was it that he was asking for? There in verse number one, we see the, very first, the, the third word, not letter, third word that's there. This is what Paul is asking for, and it is prayer. What was Paul? Yes, he was an apostle of Jesus Christ, but, but he was also a missionary. In fact, he was the first missionary that has ever been sent out. And, and in my opinion, he was, the, he was the greatest missionary to ever live. That's my opinion. But, uh, and, and so, but what was it that Paul was asking? Well, he, he was asking for prayer. Paul was, was a missionary who frequently enlisted the, the, the prayer support from the churches. For example, in Romans chapter 15, verse number 30, he says, he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 18 and 19, he says <clears throat> to the Ephesian churches, he says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me. 
that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. As well, in Colossians chapter 4, verse number 2 and verse number 3, the Bible says, Paul says, Continue in prayer and watching in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mysteries of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. And then also, the last verse I want to give you, example I want to give you of Paul asking for, for prayer, and he asked more than this, but this is just a small example of, of him asking in second, excuse me, in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse number twenty-five, he says, Brethren, pray for us. Can I tell you this evening, ladies and gentlemen, that your prayer support for your missionaries is absolutely vital for their ministries. And let me go beyond that and, and come back home and, and, and tell you that your prayer support for your pastor and his family is absolutely vital for this ministry right here at this church. And so I want to encourage you to pray for your missionaries. Pray for your pastor. There are many times that we go to churches and, and we have people come up to us and say, you know, I, I pray for missionaries, but, but I just really want to know how to pray more effectively for them. And, and, and that is a great thing. And so, so this evening I want to speak with you about that. How, how can you pray more effectively for your missionaries? When we go to churches and we hear uh, or we see uh, churches that have candlelight dinner, or candlelight dinners, no. Candlelight services, I'm thinking of food already. Candlelight services and, and uh, after their missions conference, at the end of their missions conference, and, and, and what they do is they, they get a candle, and that candle represents a missionary family that that particular family in that church can pray for for the entire year. Well, that's a great thing, and we've seen it where, where all of the lights are out in the, in, the, in the entire auditorium, and the only light that is lit are the candles that represent every missionary. And that's just a beautiful thing. It's a great thing to do, and, and I think that's awesome, but, but I want to encourage you to go even farther than that. You know, we, in the last few years, we've had, we've had this thing called the Internet that has come up on the scene, and man, that is an awesome thing. That's an awesome thing. We, we can talk to people on the other side of the world from right here. And for me, listen, I am computer illiterate. Absolutely computer illiterate, but I can figure out email. That's pretty amazing for me. And, but, but I want, so I want to encourage you. I, I can imagine that, that your missionaries on their prayer letters or their prayer cards have their contact information. And so I want to encourage you to go out there and, and get their email and contact them. And, and, and don't just pray for them on a daily basis, but, but every once in a while, send them an email and say, Hey, brother, sister, I prayed for you today. We've not, we've not received very many of those emails, but we've received some. And man, they're a blessing. It's an amazing thing. I mean, just think of it, you, you yourself. You're sitting at home and, and all of a sudden your phone rings and, and somebody on the other end and, and they just say, hey, I just want you to know that I prayed for you today. How do you think that would make you feel? You know what? It makes the missionaries feel that way too. 
So I want to encourage you to, to, to go beyond just praying for your missionaries, but also contact them and, and, and let them know that you're praying for them and maybe ask them for, for, for a specific prayer request so that you can pray more effectively for them. And, and so this evening, how can you pray for your missionaries? How can you pray for your missionaries more effectively? First of all, you, you can pray for their work. Pray for open doors. As we read, Paul, uh, Paul had, had prayed just for that in Colossians chapter 4, in verse number 3, in verse number 4. He says, With all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mysteries of the gospel for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Pray for open doors for your, for your missionaries. Pray that they, they can understand the culture. And I have heard of many missionaries that once they get to the field, they have to leave shortly thereafter because they can't handle the culture shock. They can't handle the different, the different ways of life than what they're, they've always been used to. I've heard of missionaries having to leave the field because of that. And, and there are missionaries that struggle with that. They, they may not leave the field, but boy, they struggle with that and struggle with it and struggle with it. And so pray that, uh, for open doors for the missionaries and, and pray the, for their, their cultural understanding and for connections. I, I, don't know, I don't know about the way it is right here, but, but I can tell you a lot of the times in uh, different parts of the world, and I know in, in some places it's this way here in the States as well, it's not what you know, but it's who you know. And so, so I, I would ask that you would pray for connections. Pray for open doors that, that uh, they can meet people that would, that would effectively help them to be able to get the gospel out more quickly and, and, and more effectively there in their particular areas in, uh, in their fields. Pray not only for cultural understanding and for open doors and for connections, but also pray for, for language fluency. I, I told you before, we were missionaries in Panama for 10 years prior to going to Spain. And, and uh, it, took us a, it took us a little bit to learn Spanish there in Panama. In fact, well, to be honest with you, we were still learning whenever we left. And then we go to Spain and we think, well, you know what? They speak Spanish too, so we're good. And we get there and it's like, what? What, what are they saying? They can understand us, but we're having more difficulty understanding them because they use different words. And in, in Panama, where we were, they uh, very uneducated people, and, and so they use a, a lower form of the, of the Spanish and a lot of slang. And so we go to Spain, and, and they're educated people, and so they use more formal words. And, and a lot of times we're like, huh? And even after 10 years of being in Spanish in, in in Panama, and so language fluency is absolutely key to your missionaries' ministries. And so I ask that you would pray for their for their language fluency. I can tell you that you can reach a person a whole lot quicker speaking to them in their language than you could in English, or even attempting to speak to them in their language than you could in English. And so pray for, pray for the open doors and for uh, cultural understanding and for connections and for language uh, fluency. And then also pray for boldness. 
You know, Paul, I would think that, in fact, what I see, what I read from, from him in the, in the Word of God, he was a bold man. Yet what was it that he has prayed for? In fact, I've read, we read already this evening two verses where he was asking for boldness. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 19 and 20, again, he says, And for me, he's talking about prayer, pray for me that utterance may be given unto me and that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of gospel, for which I am also uh, excuse me, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Sometimes it is a difficult thing to just step out and speak to someone you've never met before. You have no idea who they are. They have no idea who you are. Sometimes it's a difficult thing. Sometimes it's a, it's a challenging thing to do that. You may think, Brother Thomas, that you... You can speak to a hole in the wall, I bet. But I can tell you, sometimes I've got to just kick myself in my pants to get myself to go speak to someone that I don't know. And, and so I, I want to ask you that, that you pray for boldness for your missionaries. That, that, they can, that they can speak boldly the truth of the gospel because there's so much falsehood in this world today when it comes to, when it comes to what... The Bible says. And so your missionaries need to be able to speak boldly and not be afraid to stand up for the word of God, not be afraid to stand, uh, stand up for God in their ministries. So pray for boldness. Pray that God's word would spread. In fact, in our, in our, in our text this evening, in verse number uh, 1, of Second Thessalonians chapter 3, again it says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even, it is, even as it is with you. Paul asked for, for boldness. Paul asked that the, that the word of the Lord would be able to be spread. Pray, pray that, that they can get the gospel out. And can I tell you that that's one thing that we had to learn whenever we left Panama and went to Spain. In Panama, it was very easy to, to give the gospel. It was very, here in America, we have all kinds of things in Spanish, all kinds of tracts and, and John and Romans, and, and we use those things all the time in, in Latin America. But when we get to Spain and Europe, boy, it's a completely different ballgame over there. A completely different ball game, and and so we we get our John and Romans and our tracks that we have here from uh, uh, people from the states, and 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 we begin to try to pass them out, and they take a look at it and say, nope, don't want it, back away, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And so what we learned, we had to do is is we had to put those things to the side because they they were not accepting them. If there's anything spiritual on the, on the front where they can see it, forget it. They don't, want to have, they, don't, they don't want to deal with that. So what we've had to do is we've had to make our own tracks. And so we put a, a picture of something that would catch their eye. And, and not necessarily a Bible verse on the front, but, but we put something on the front as well that would catch their eye, and, and that would give them the desire to, to actually take it from your hand or, 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 or give them the desire to say, hey, can I have one of those? And so they grab that just because it catches their eye, 
And then once they have it in their hand, most of the time, not all the time, but once they have it in their hand, you know, they flip it over and they get slammed with the gospel. And most of the time, they'll read it because they have it in their hand. But the deal is getting it in their hand initially. And so, so I ask that you would pray that, that, the, that, that the gospel will spread. You know, there are different ways, different ways of giving the gospel. It's not the only way that we've ever done it here in the States. There are different ways. You know, we do not, absolutely do not compromise on the Word of God. Absolutely do not compromise on the gospel. The gospel is a death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that is the only way that a person can be saved. And so we do not compromise on that, but there are different ways to be able to get that into other people's hands. And so, and so doing that, praying for your missionaries that the gospel will spread, you know what, that, your prayers on that part could potentially uh, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to put a thought in that missionary that's over there in another part of the world and say, hey, you know what, this might work, or this other thing might work. And so pray that the word of God would spread, pray for the harvest, Pray for the harvest there in, in John 15, verse 8. The Bible says, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. That ye bear much fruit. And, and I'll tell you, going from Panama, where it was easy to give the gospel, it was easy to see results, to Spain, where we, in three years we had six souls saved, that could be discouraging to a missionary. That could be discouraging. But you know what? The missionary needs to, needs to remember, and, and that's part of, of your prayers as well, praying for the harvest, praying for your missionary on a daily basis, praying that the gospel will spread. Uh, this part of, of, of your prayers is that, that the missionary remembers and realizes that before you can reap the harvest, what do you have to do? You have to sow the seed. That's a very important part of reaping a harvest, isn't it? I mean, if you don't, if you don't sow the seed, there's not going to be a harvest to reap. And so, you know what? For these past six years, uh, excuse me, for these past three years, we've been sowing a lot of seed. We may not have reaped a whole, hundreds and hundreds of people like we were able to reach in, 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 in Panama or the missionary there in Africa in, in just a, a few years. But you know what? We reached six souls. Those six souls wouldn't have been reached without it. And so we praise the Lord for that. And so pray that the, that the missionaries can, have, uh, can, can sow the seed and reap a harvest as well. Pray also for your missionaries' provision and protection. Pray for their provision and, and pr protection. You know, in Panama, this was the first time I've ever seen it and, and ever had anything to do with it, but the bartering system. I thought that was pretty cool. You give one thing and you get another thing, and, and well, it doesn't work that way with... Uh, with starting a church. It doesn't work that way with, with paying the light bill or paying rent. Pastor John, has there ever been a point where you can take 
four or five chickens up to the electric company and say, hey, this is to pay my bill for electric bill for this month. Oh, 150. Man, oh, some hungry electric people. But you know what? You just can't do that. You can't do that. It takes finances. And, and unfortunately, we have seen more and more missionaries having to leave the field. Why? Because of lack of provision. Because there are churches here in the States that are no longer able to support them. There are churches here in the States that have just done away with their missions program. And so pray, pray for their provision. Pray for their protection. You know, your missionaries go through, go through hostile situations that you have no idea about. Think about right now what's going on in Ukraine and that surrounding area. Think about the missionaries that, that are there. I hope and pray that they've all gotten out by now, but some of them have chosen to stay. So pray for their, pray for their protection. Pray that uh, for those that are in foreign fields, foreign nations that, uh, that, are, that are hostile. Pray that the government doesn't take advantage of them. Those are very important things. Pray for, cor- uh, for protection from corruption and, and from lies. In 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number 2, again, uh, the Bible says, uh, And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. Can I tell you? That is an absolute truth right there. All men have not faith. And there is a lot of wicked people in this world. And, and they would love to take advantage of a gospel preaching preacher or missionary or their family. And so pray for them. Pray for their protection. You know, you missionaries, they, they go all over the world. We have to travel a lot. We have to travel a lot. And we travel. There's all kinds of ways that we travel. We travel by airplane. We travel by car. We travel by boat. We travel by canoe. We travel by bicycle. We travel by our, with our feet. We travel by horse. And I've traveled, since we've been in uh, uh, missionaries, I've traveled on all of those. I remember one time, I remember one time when we were in Panama, we went, uh, we were going to go to a particular uh, town to minister to, or to witness to to the people in that town, and we were told that it was a four-hour horseback ride. Four-hour horseback ride. I said, all right, man, I'm from Texas. I like riding horses. And so we jump on that horse early in the morning, and we, we start riding, and we ride, and we ride. Four hours come and go, and we're riding, and we're riding, and we're riding. Twelve hours. Listen, I'm from Texas. I love riding horses, but 12 hours at one time, you know what I look like when I got off of that horse? I'm telling you what, it wasn't pretty. And, and so pray for protection. And I can give you other examples as well that, that have happened to us and, and while we're traveling. Very, very dangerous. But the Lord spared us. And so, so pray for your missionaries. Pray for their travel protection. And I know our time is about up, but, but I want to encourage you also and, and very importantly, pray for their personal lives as well. Pray for their personal spiritual life, their walk with God. 
And you may think, well, you know what? They're, they're missionaries. They're, they're serving the Lord. They're, they're on the, the mission field. And, and, man, they're in the Word of God all the time, studying and, and reading and, and, and getting, uh, getting the messages and the lessons for, for church and for, for Sunday school and for all of that. But you know what? It's not all all about that. If we don't feed ourselves first with the Word of God... How can we feed the flock? How can we feed the flock effectively? And, and I'll be honest with you, there are, very, there are times where it is so easy, and I have fallen into it. It is that we get so involved in the ministry every day, and there's so many things going on, and, and they start so early in the morning, and, and I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and man, I've got to be over there. I, I don't have time to read this morning, i just got to go. I've been there. I've done that. And it hurts. It not only hurts the missionary and his family, but it also hurts the ministry. So pray for, pray for the personal walk of, of, the, of the missionary and his, and his family. There, there are many examples that I can give you just, to, just in our lives of things that have happened. And, and man, if it wasn't for the prayers of people here, it could have been a whole lot worse. Oh, it got bad. It got real bad, but it could have been worse. And so pray for, the, pray for your missionary and his spiritual and her spiritual walk with the Lord. Pray for the family. You know, the, the, the devil knows his job. Did you know that? The devil knows how to do his job, and he knows how to do it well. And he knows that if he is going to affect the missionary in a bad way, you know who he's going to attack? His family. And he does. Just like the devil knows that if he's going to affect the church, if he's going to affect the leadership of the church, he's going to affect the family of that pastor. That song leader, that youth director. He's going to affect the families because that affects us. I promise you it does. And so pray for their families, pray for their marriages, pray for their children, and also pray for friendships. Pray for friendships. Can I tell you, that's important for a missionary. I, we made the mistake uh, when we first started our first, our first church. We had the opportunity to start, uh, uh, by the grace of God, in Puerto Armuez, Panama. And we were out there away from, away from everybody. And, man, I just got so involved in the ministry. I didn't have time to have fellowship with anybody else. It was all ministry. And that hurt us. That hurt our ministry as well. That hurt my family as well. I still think of it today. And man, I, it almost brings me to tears. Of, And so after, after that, after actually seeing what it did to, to us, I said, you know what, we're not doing this again. So we began to have fellowship with another missionary that's about an hour and a half away, and we'd go see them. And let me tell you, friendships, good, godly friendships is so important. You have to have people to talk with. And so, and to, to, to share uh, ministry uh, uh, problems with and to help and to encourage. And so pray for relationships. They're so important. Pray that God sends encouragers into their lives. Pray that God sends prayer warriors into their lives and co-workers and people who will remind them to laugh. Because sometimes we just get so involved. We just get so serious in the ministry. And then also pray for refreshment. 
pray for refreshment. In Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28, it says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It says, Take my yoke upon me, uh, upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lonely in heart. In the Bible, our Lord and Savior says, Listen, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, all you that are weary, and I'll give you rest. Pray for rest. Pray for refreshment in the life of your, men, of your missionaries. And pray for refreshment in the life of your pastor and his family as well. Listen, these things are, are so important. This is just, I can go on and on and on and on, but our time is gone. So I want to I encourage you to pray for your missionaries. And don't just pray for them. Pray for them effectively. Contact them. Say, hey, brother, sister, I want you to know that I prayed for you today, or I'm going to pray for you today. Is there any specific prayer request that you may have? Don't forget to pray for your missionaries. And while you're praying for your missionaries, every single day, pray for your pastor and pray for his family.